Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I mean, the show is, holy shit, UVA is going to the final four. Um, top four. That, are you, top are four. You sh- are you sh- listen, I, I am I am not a believer in good things. And I I for UVA games it's always not until the buzzer sounds and it says final. But are we sure they're not gonna be like, actually, listen, UVA, you'll understand, but we have to put Carson Edwards in the final four <laughs> because of uh, rules. <laughs> we are we are not sure of that. Um I mean, I would be cool with a, a world in which we got to just kind of absorb him into the team and let him play oh, for UVA, like a like a domination sort of thing where you get mm-hmm. to pick up players from the teams you beat. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's it's Elite Eight weekend uh, as we're recording this. Auburn just beat Kentucky in overtime. They're going to the Final Four for the first time. Texas Tech is in the Final Four for the first time. Duke is playing Michigan State, and I am exerting every bit of restraint I have to not just turn my whole desk so that I can do this podcast while I pretend to look at you guys on Skype, but really look over my computer at my TV. Mm -hmm. Um, But believe it or not, that was not the only event uh, that took place this weekend. Uh, Yeah. Max, you, uh, you went and did a thing, right? I did. Yeah. You want to tell us about that thing? Sure. I went to um, PAX East on Friday, which is, is the Penny Arcade Expo. Um, uh, it's a three-day or four-day event, technically, um, but I only went on Friday. It is a gaming convention. Uh, um, so all matter of games, uh, I guess mostly video games and board games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's similar to, I guess, other conventions i haven't been to that many conventions but there's you know booths set up for larger booths for big companies like um the army uh <laughs> they were recruiting there pretty hard <laughs> as you could imagine uh, and um you know well, booths for other real video games a facebook gaming had a large area ooh, and um and then a lot of small hot. booths for for indie developers and things so you kind of walk around and you get to you get to play games and it was it was really a lot of fun um there was I was I think I was most surprised by the the indie developers video game area had some had some very kind of well developed games you know you'd see them and think wow that's that's a really really neat game um, and you've never heard of any of them and I thought that was that was really neat um, not that I play a ton of video games these days but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I have I have lots of things to say about it but overall it was it was fun they didn't have the the basketball on there that I that I saw. Interesting. I, I'm I'm surprised, but but yeah. So, so I went from there, and then we actually went, and a friend of mine hosts a Super Smash Brothers tournament every other Friday. So we went from the board and video game convention to the Super Smash Brothers uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. How many Mountain Dews did games. you drink uh, on Friday? So, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't drink any, <laughs> but I was gonna have you guys guess. What the the main food and drinks available for sale oh, were? This is see, um, this is this is this is actually I wanted to get this, and you're already there, and I'm so it, excited. It really feels like hot pockets and Totino's pizza rolls are tough to do in a convention center setting. 
Oh no, it's very easy because you can just have yeah. like those those like like a toaster oven basically and just be pumping <laughs> them out. I, I mean, so I guess part of this, and we'll get into it with everything, but I have in my head of a gaming convention, not even, and we'll also get to not comics like we're talking games. Uh, I know the the stereotype of what's eaten during games, as as Sean has already gotten out, and me mentioning the uh, the Mountain Dews. But I mean, I've if they really have targeted uh, kind of concessions, I I am going to be impressed. But I hope it was Mountain Dew and some kind of pocket form totable uh, grab and and take like a mm-hmm. like a hot pocket. So we didn't eat or drink anything in the convention. We left to get Jimmy John's. Um, but they had lots of... They had soda with a large amount of Mountain Dew Code Red. Of course. And then they had uh, fried dough stands. Ooh. And then the seems like the main food was a essentially cafeteria-esque KFC bowl. So like the mashed potatoes and the fried chicken and the corn and stuff. <laughs> So, so it wasn't um, it wasn't like themed by like um you know Blizzard didn't have uh a, their own concessions that were game themed or anything. It was just kind of generic stuff. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. I think okay. it was separate companies. All right. Well, I know how we're going to make um, our money going forward. <laughs> and, um, and 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 speaking of food, so that it's a large convention center to place the the convention center in Boston, which is very large. Um I'm not sure how many people go. Um but you can imagine the the split of so some people are in costume i'd say maybe 10 to 15 percent of people are in cosplay Mm -hmm. um some very impressive costumes and a lot that i had no idea what you know game they're from and then i would say maybe 20 percent of the of the folks there um if they chose to identify probably identified as female which left probably about 80 percent male um, so you can guess how the bathroom lines were. It was pretty much the opposite of anywhere else. <laughs> That's refreshing. Um, I waited. I had to wait in line uh, to use the bathroom for a while. <laughs> Probably because of the Mountain Dew. I, I should uh, should ask also. <laughs> the was KFC there w- was there was there was there alcohol for sale that you you saw? No, I don't believe there was any alcohol. Okay. I mean, I figure this was probably an all ages type thing, but you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, there were there were some kids. Um, it is supposed to be an all ages thing, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. that on Saturday and Sunday there'd be more children um, mm-hmm. than on Friday because I obviously didn't didn't go to work that day. I yeah chose to play games instead. Yeah, playing playing hooky, but there were you know maybe the game wasn't actually hooky. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hmm. so, so I can kind of okay. Yeah, I can kind of explain the whole layout a bit if you'd like. Is you kind of walk in and there's 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 their booth set up so there's a main expo hall which has the video game designers everywhere the large things and the small things and then there's all the indie games in the middle and then around kind of the outskirts are people showing off tabletop games mm-hmm. and then if you go back to the near the back of the convention center there is among other things there was the large army recruiting area and then there was the VR area, so I can get into that as well. They had Oculus and Vive, and you could wait in line to try out either of those um, virtual reality systems with lots of games or just watch people play them. And then in the very back, there was an area, I'm really bad at judging sizes, but maybe the size of a football field, full of tables set up with people playing tabletop games. 
in mm. the very middle, there was almost like a game library where you could go and give your ID and borrow any game that they had, and they pretty much had every game ah, ever. Neat. So there's just tables upon tables and rows and rows of people playing games. You could get a ridiculous orange cone that said LFG, which if you're a gamer, you know, stands for looking for group if you wanted to play with, with others. Um, but it seemed like most people were just kind of sticking to their to their groups that they had, myself included, and we, we played a variety of games. Um, tabletop. I can call out a few right now. We played, uh, well, first we played Dice Throne. That was actually with one of the per- people who work for the company. Yeah. And that was that was a fun game. It's like kind of like, they kinda, they described it as like Battle Yahtzee, and I would say that's pretty <laughs> accurate. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's a little complicated. And then we played uh, Chameleon, which is quite fun. That's kind of a word, a word game. It's very similar to Faker, if you're familiar, on the, um, Jackbox games, oh, and then okay. we played uh, Number Nine, which is a fun little strategy stacking game that's very simple. And then we played El Dorado, which is a fantastic game that I would probably like to own because it's very fun and it's sort of like a Dominion racing game. Dominion um, being the card building, tech building game. Cool. Yeah. So I, I am, I am actually curious if, if you know, we're kind of. Uh, looking forward, I think some some podcasts recently we've we've sort of done that. But you mentioned the the VR games and getting to experience those. Uh, I guess first off, did you did you feel like that there was a lot of excitement towards that? Um, in part because I think that this in the last year to eighteen months seems to be the first time that maybe those are things that people could actually afford to have and. Um, there's more and more available to to do with them. I know that the NBA has a big rollout telling people to do, to use VR to to watch basketball games at at home. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, there was a, probably a good bit of excitement. So there was the VR area in the back, but then also in the middle there was, and I, I wish I had taken more pictures, but there was almost this glass enclosure with each little glass room that people were playing VR in. So you could see people mm-hmm. playing like VR through the side of this almost building thing. Yeah. <laughs> which was funky. Um and there were some pretty long lines for for the VR, but I, I still feel like it's a little gimmicky. I think mm-hmm. the technology is is close and it works very well and it and it may just be the games that they have you demo when you play, but they're all just a little bit like it's just an excuse to use the VR movement and it's not it doesn't flow like a normal game. Yeah. But I think that'll go away with time. I think I felt the same with, like, the Nintendo DS when that came out, and there were definitely some games that were just made for the, oh, look, there's two screens, and the bottom one's a touch screen, and, like, you have to touch stuff, and it, it's like, why do I have to do it this way? Um, yeah. I think they're fixing that, but we played a very fun jousting game where you uh, you you kind of run up and you, you joust each other, so you mm-hmm. played against each other, and, um, and that yeah, was that really was, fun. That was going to be my next question is I – and I'm coming from this. This is – fascinating to me because i am a novice and just totally ignorant when it comes to games but the way i interpret it is uh how how do you play how do you play vr games with with your with your buddies because uh i think of it as you have one headset but how do you how do you have two and how how does it all integrate yeah i I think you'd have to have separate areas to play Mm -hmm. so like we were playing with with another person but we you can't really communicate with that person at least the games we're playing, even, you know, you have the headphones in, you, you can't hear anything. Um, so they're in another separate little quartered off area. Yeah. Um, and if you had it at home, I would imagine you'd have to have the same thing, but it is entertaining to watch your friends play on the other mm-hmm. screen. Cause you can actually see what, not just what they're seeing, but the whole game, like with their person in it. So that's, that's neat as well. 
You mentioned the the army thing. Uh, yeah. They're recruiting as if, of course, they'd be there. Now, I've seen the same commercials everyone else has seen, and I think with with things like drones and just gaming, and it, they they show people in really dark rooms, and they're you know from thousands of miles away. They've got some plane or something that's or some robot that is, you know. Uh, some incendiary device is going off and they're using it for that. Or it's more the, uh, uh, oh, I forget the, the Renner movie, but, um, Hurt Locker type thing where they're defusing a bomb. Is that where the connection is or am I missing something entirely? Um, I don't know. I, uh, Sean, do you have an opinion on that? I, I didn't necessarily expect them to be there, but now that I've been, I wasn't surprised that they are there when, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a massive room full of massive place full of mostly, you know, young men. So right there you have your kind of target demographic for, I would think, people who could join the army. And then maybe there's a connection between the the drones and fighting. It's like, oh, Call of Duty, like, I want to go to war. Maybe they have a connection there, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that I expect them to be there, but I am thoroughly unsurprised. Uh, You know, I I think there's, there's way more, you know, there's way more technical knowledge that's needed in the military now than than before and so you know I, I imagine that you know they're they're looking for all the help they can get and it's so it's kind of an interesting contrast because the commercials that you reference pierce are that mm-hmm. every other commercial it seems like during the basketball tournament has been a, a recruiting a military recruiting commercial and it seems like it's such a different appeal from you know, from the appeal to, you know, the sports fan type, which could come across as more like, oh, you want to kill some people, bro. And, yeah. you know, that that kind of contrasts against, you know, do you want to work a drone? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's there's certainly, you know, there there is more than one kind of hacky stand up bit about, you know, about the military uh, you know, giving, you know, giving wayward gamer teens a purpose in life. So, you know, depending on how much you buy into those things as, you know, having a kernel of truth to them, like it's not, it's not particularly, you know, it's not particularly shocking, you know, especially as you said, like at an event that's in a convention center packed full of, you know, young, mostly men, like, yeah, yeah, they're going to be there. Um, one of the things that you said a couple minutes ago, Max, that I was particularly interested in is you were talking about playing games with the people that were developing the games. And I, I had an experience, um, a few years ago, uh, when one of my clients at work was the company Sweetwater who sells, uh, musical equipment. It's where... All, all the shit I'm recording this podcast on came from, I think. Um, and I, they have uh, they have a convention every year. They call it Gear Fest, and uh, most you know uh, most sort of trade shows. You know, it's a trade show, but most trade shows in the music industry are meant only for people who are working in the music industry. And so they went out of their way to say no. We want everyone who's in our world, like we want customers to be able to come and, you know, and, and meet and interact with the people that are, are making this stuff that they 
that they want to, you know, that they own or that they want to explore buying. And, you know, I, I found that to be a really cool thing, uh, you know, getting to like hold a $4,000 guitar and look at the person who made it. Like that was very neat to me. So I, I'm, I guess I'm curious, like how much of that experience did you get? Um, or like, was that sort of tilted more towards one aspect of the convention than another? Yeah, so I think that's mostly for the, probably mostly for the indie games. Um, sure. I didn't get that impression a ton from the board game area. And the, oh, okay. the gentleman that we played with, I don't know that he was actually a developer for the company or if he just worked for them. It was unclear what his role was because um, it was a bigger board game company. I think they had three or four games out. It wasn't like a, I mean, a small company, but not huge. Um, I got that impression a lot, and I thought it was really cool in the, what they called, like, the indie mega, I forget what it was called, but in the very middle of the Expo Center was, like, the indie video game developer area, mm -hmm. where it was just tons of tiny, tiny booths with people set up, and we played a bunch, and the neatest part is just being able to play the game, like, right next to the developer, and seeing their reactions to your reactions to playing the game. So there was this one game we played that was very fun called Fling to the Finish where it's uh, two on two, but you're you're sharing a con an Xbox-ish controller with your friend. <laughs> so you're holding one side and they're holding the other and you're Ooh. trying to control this this kind of character set thing together and you're racing these two other people. And, it, you know, it's a very goofy and, 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 but it was tons of fun. So there's people playing on the couch and then there's people watching and then you can see, you know, the actual developers watching everyone having fun and it, it's just that was really cool um so seeing that and then also seeing uh another game call out uh shadow fencer theater was this game that was sort of like a battling game but it was shadow puppets and you literally just move your shadow puppet and then you each have a, a shadow puppet weapon and you use the other kind of stick to just move the weapon and it was just this very goofy you know very simplistic funny shadow puppet fighting game um, but it was a very fun, and I think my one of my friends that I went with described it very well. He was like, oh, that's the perfect PAX game. And, you know, you have a crowd of people watching and cheering and, you know, taking it all too too seriously, and the actual developers there and seeing the reactions, and you can give them feedback and things. So th that is very yeah. cool to, to have them, them there. There was also a line, a very long line, with people freaking out to meet someone. Um, I don't know who they were. We could see them. I'm saying, you know, I saw the people yeah. they were they were freaking out about. I, I don't know. Um well, I think one of my friends guessed that they were probably streamers, so they, they probably stream themselves playing video games online, and mm -hmm. so people watch, for those of you that aren't clear, people watch other people play video games online. Um, the new celebrity. I don't know why. The tone of my voice clearly tells you that I, I don't do that, but it's popular, and so maybe they were, they, they, I don't know who they were. I guess what I'm hearing from you describing, uh, and and I should preface this by when you when you first told us that you were going to do this and there was going to be cosplay and nerdiness, I I really had in my head kind of this perception that is aligned with things like Comic Con and the regular and things like that and and like almost these these nerd I think they they have them in DC sometimes it's like nerd convention or whatever and it's they feel very show-offy and they get very Hollywood in a lot of ways. But what you're describing here sounds like a much more 
pure experience of people just coming to together and they're really trying out new things and getting excited about stuff that you mentioned a lot of independent uh developers making games and everything uh and in the board games where you were actually there playing you're not seeing a trailer for a movie uh do you think i mean would you say that's true that this is like a more pure experience than your understanding of, of those others i i don't want to compare it to those others because i haven't been to anything like that so it may just be the the way you're seeing it on on the outside versus inside, but it, it definitely is you know a cool way to experience games. I mean, another shout, and I do think that PAX specifically has a a focus on helping indie developers, both board and video. But I don't have the I don't have anything to back that up. It just seems like they do. I mean, they put the indie games right in the middle, like they don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Facebook, the Facebook gaming area was probably bigger than the whole <laughs> indie area. But that's just because it was huge. Um, so I don't know that it's necessarily more pure. But they also do the um, this very fun thing, which is a booster box, which uh, me and both of my friends that I went with obviously purchased them. It's a mystery white box, and you pay money for it, and it's guaranteed to contain four board games, but you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And then you open it, and you see what you get. You might and call so we it got between the three of us. A loot crate. There you go. <laughs> loot crate. Um, who does or d- doesn't sponsor us? I'm not. Oh, no one sponsors us. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah. So you get. Um, so between the three of us, we got twelve games. Uh, I had never heard of any of them, and that's exciting. So it's cool. sort of like a lottery thing, and it definitely gets you some some smaller developer games that you would. Yeah, you could buy them on Amazon, but you weren't going to. So it's that's a cool way to to kind of get things out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you, um, do you think this? I mean, you mentioned going to the the Smash Brothers tournament, but uh, that's that's something that you could do every other Friday. Is there anything that you now feel like you're more open to having gone to this, other similar events, or or even just how to continue to interact with some of these um, less lesser known game developers, be it tabletop or or actual video games? I think I, I kind of wish I had gone for more than just Friday. I mean, it's an overwhelming amount of stuff, and the stuff that I'm into most is board games, and board games can take a while to play. So when you only go for one day and you actually want to play the games, I mean, like I said, we only got to play, we played four board games, which is a lot for for a, a day, but yeah. they had so many that, that I would want to try and, and, and talk to the developers. There was some interesting stuff. There were some companies that sold, like, custom so like in the D area so the role-playing games there were people mm. that made like custom landscapes i guess for dnds so there were some really cool like miniature exactly. castle things which i'm yeah. not particularly into myself and i don't i don't do that kind of thing but it was really neat to see not just like really well-made stuff like that but also people that are really interested in that there were companies that sold like custom-made dice um D uh dungeon kit book covers I, I don't mm-hmm. really know. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's, like it's pretty nerdy, but what? This is like a whole economy built around this. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely neat. Um, yeah, I think I'd be open to to doing something similar. There's also a lot of like there's there's panels where you can go and and meet people. There's presentations. There was a presentation on like how to be a better streamer. So there's like that kind of presentation. But there's also presentations on games. Um, there's a lot of tournaments that you can sign up and play in. And then there was like multiple arenas set up with like chairs and you can watch people play in games. Uh, most of them are fighting games. So I watched a little bit of people playing super smash, which is fun, but then there were other fighting games that I'm not, 
particularly into or know how they work, but it's it's still cool to see people watching that. Um, yeah, I don't I, know how I, fun I, it would be to be in front of a tube television that's about, you know, 15 inches across, since that is the preferred way to watch Smash, because well, people are insane. Well, no, so they have the, the players up there mm-hmm. kind of facing the crowd. The players mm-hmm. are watching a small screen, and then there's like a massive screen behind the players where you're seeing what they're doing. <laughs> so that's that's how that works out. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I, I felt like, and I wasn't the only one, my friends and I also agreed, I, I felt like I needed a shower at the end of the day. Um, I, there I was, was portions of time you, where was... I was walking through the convention center and it just kind of yeah. smelled like and felt like someone had burped uh... in my face, but it was lingering. <laughs> um, it, it's a little bit, it's it's a lot. So, so that kind of yeah. balances out with my desire to go for more than one day. I don't know that I would actually wa- want to go for more than one day, but I like the idea of it and I like thinking through what types of games I'd want to try and, and who, who I'd want to talk to. But but again, buying that loot crate, as Sean aptly called it, is, is a fun way to to try new games. And I know I'll be I'll be down in Virginia in a few weeks and maybe I'll bring a couple new games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I was I was going to ask you, you mentioned the, the burp, the burp kind of feeling and, and the those fake I, kfc bowls and mountain dew I, man I, 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 i'm surprised you didn't mention doritos i'm kind of concerned that doritos missed its chance but uh yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you you know you spent your time at this maybe you wanted to do an extra day but is there a vegas effect in a way that you couldn't tell if it was day or night anymore but you were exhausted <laughs> and needed a shower uh, i assume there aren't really any windows there is like windows at the ends of the convention center but it's a massive building and it's pretty uh it's mostly lit by you know fluorescent lighting mm-hmm. so there's probably a bit of that if you went for the whole weekend i don't know if i got that just from going on friday because we also showed up we didn't show up till around noon and then we left at maybe eight wow. um so it goes from 10 a.m to midnight um that is that's a long although the ex it does although the expo area the, the area that i've basically been talking about the whole time closes at six Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the other areas, the panels keep going, the tournaments keep mm-hmm. going, uh, the area with all the, the board games is still open, um, and there's other things that go on till till midnight, and then there's apparently, like, off-site parties, I mean, you mentioned drinking, I don't think there's any in the convention center, but there's definitely mm-hmm. sponsored parties, like, on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. I would have wanted to go to that, because I feel like that would just be a fascinating group I, of people. Oh, that's like so Austin City I can, uh yeah i'm not familiar with with that well, but probably so there's like there's the festival that you're there for but then there's like a network of officially sponsored these are austin city limits late night shows so they kind of have like a right. deal worked out with a, a couple of venues in austin and those places host stuff at night gotcha it was unclear to me if these were official or not because okay. i don't think they were actually on the pack's schedule sure but people just knew about them so there was that i didn't didn't participate in that um, but it did remind me that I, uh, a few years ago, I went to a, a League of Legends American, North American Championships in New York City, um, which is another, it's a video game, and so you go and you, we went, it was in Madison Square Gardens, it's a large arena filled with people watching television, essentially, but watching <laughs> people play video games on a television. Um, but it relates because after that, so that was a, that was a kind of step into this, this similar world of, of gaming lore. After that, we went to an after party there that actually the the players were at and so it's oh. odd because people are treating them like in the party they're treating them like almost celebrities but just to be 
blunt. These are all like very socially awkward people. More so the fans, but then it it, it just led to some really awkward uh some really awkward scenes. Um entertaining for sure. And and it's great. I mean, going into PAX on Friday, uh we're waiting in line to get in and and you know, my friend said, you know, even if you don't like it, if nothing else, it's great people watching. Um and that was definitely true. Um between the cosplay and the people there it's it's a fascinating time um and fun and and now i have cool. some more board games nice wow nice that's a good deal i'm mean, just like you know it's something that we i think we've talked about before just like when you like something like own that you like it and go go seek out opportunities to like it with other people that like it that's that's a really neat thing i'm glad you went yeah i'm a nerd but gaming is fun <laughs> it was I was I was actually maybe mostly surprised by how well the video game and board game worlds kind of sync together. I tend to think of those pretty separately. Mm-hmm. Um and like what they were very separate at PAX, but like everyone seemed very friendly to everything, you know. It wasn't like the the Call of Duty jocks were like, <laughs> "Oh, the D&D nerds." It was just a big group of people that were there appreciating um you know, long lines for men's rooms and and burpee smells and and you know, playing games all day, regardless of what those games are. Yeah, I think maybe Call of Duty, Jacks. <laughs> here, here's what I think we should maybe go out on: uh, was the smell at the convention better or worse than the smell in an Airbnb in Raleigh after two days of just horrendous eating and all day drinking? It was, it was, it was significantly better. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Oh, Airbnb and Raleigh that may or may not host other conventions. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, uh, yeah, there there was some biological warfare committed that weekend. Um, okay, now now that we've done that, now that we've devolved into fart jokes, uh, we should we should maybe move we, on. We, I was not, I was not part of. It was the royal joke that just went. Up. It was the royal we, um, the majestic first person. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, if you have other questions about packs or, or gaming conventions or gaming, uh, come find us on Facebook and Twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think. And we will pass it along to Max because Pierce and I, I think are not, not super well versed, which is why we were asking questions today. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we will move on now, uh, to our, uh, our favorite recurring segment, Pierce is sorry. Uh, what are you apologizing for today? So, as as I'm sure I've mentioned here before, uh, I on Tuesday nights I drive like 30 minutes to go play pickup basketball with mostly people that are older than me. Some of whom are 30 to 40 years older than me. Um, probably not 40, but definitely like 35 or so. Um, and there's this one guy there, Rick, and. Basically, the whole time we've been playing, he's he's one of the older fellows. His his son also plays sometimes. Uh, he since since we started, I am a very uh, I don't know like I kind of am, am not as observant as maybe I should be on the basketball court. I'm kind of uh, you know loose minded, um, and he always will yell at me, um, but but not really yell, but he will he will bark at me 
to say, like, I need to call out screens. Because, you know, Rick is a guy who is, you know, a- approaching older age, and this could be really bad. Um, and I just never learn. I've gotten better about it, but I'm not paying attention. Well, fast forward to a couple weeks ago, and Rick was not on my team, but he was setting a pick on on me, and no one on my team called it out. And I ran right into him, and one of us could have died. Fortunately, neither of us died. So... What I'm realizing this week, and I'm making a, a better effort to be better about this, which is uh, I'm apologizing for failing to protect our elders because there was a moment right there where my shoulder went straight into his sternum. And I'm like, this is this is a person with a family. And all I have to do is be a more observant basketball player. And I can, you know, save families from, you know, being without a, an important member of, of their their family for a while. Um, and I've gotten concussion playing basketball with these people before. So the least I can do is, well, not run so hard and be a, a little more observant so that Rick can go home happy. So I want to be clear. You're not exactly Zion Williamson. You you have in the past described yourself as having roughly the, the body type of Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by by a world in which you setting a screen or trying to go through a screen could could cause significant damage. Uh, uh, what but, is it? Force equals mass times volume. I might not have the mass. All nope. right. No. Nope. Acceleration. Uh, velocity. Okay, whatever. The the velocity part, sometimes I could run fairly quickly and that with my mass, um, you know, can can bowl someone over who is standing still and is, you know, maybe not as large as I am. So that so that's the key. If if Rick yeah. is not doesn't take up as much mass as you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, keep Rick safe. Keep Rick safe, yeah, and uh, everyone else. <laughs> uh, all right, so we will close the show as we do with a uh, big idea from pop culture. Um, I have... Uh, I saw... So I saw Us yesterday with Emily, and it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Jordan Peele is really good at this making movies thing. Um, mm. So we should as a society we should keep letting him do that pretty much as often as he would like to um but i i want to do uh, i want to do a different thing uh which is uh a version of this big idea where i i i up i big up a local business um and uh it's not one in charlottesville uh i had the uh i i've I was in the D.C. area this week uh, mm-hmm. and uh, had the misfortune of uh, finding myself in particularly hellish traffic trying to get back to Charlottesville uh, in, in the evening. And it was bad enough that uh, I kind of said, well, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to deal with all this, uh, I'm going to at least... You know, I'm going to get some sort of enjoyable end out of it for myself. So I'll take a minor detour and I will go to Falls Church and go to CD Cellar. Uh, CD Cellar is a delightful place where you can find new and used CDs for very little money. Um, I, I decided I was going in and, and looking for jazz stuff. Uh, so I got a Miles Davis CD, a John Coltrane CD. And uh, Sun Ra and his orchestra CD, uh, all for I think a combined like fifteen dollars, uh, and I, I had myself a, a a new 
uh, a new soundtrack for the the rest of the ride home. Uh, it took me nearly five hours to get from the DC area back to Charlottesville, which you you guys will know from having done that before uh, is about twice as long as it's supposed to take. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm uh, certainly fifty percent longer than than in rush hour traffic. Yeah, uh, but uh, major major shouts to CD Seller for for making that uh, more bearable. If you're in the DC area. Uh, if you're in Northern Virginia, it may be a little tougher to get to from the Maryland side. But uh, if you're in Nova, go go to CD Seller. Go just go yeah. to record stores. Yeah, buy music because they're they're going to close soon. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Um, all right, uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can also subscribe to our feed on your device and podcast app of choice. Uh, if you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or tell a friend about the show. We would love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening.